Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Today is National Coffee Day. It's a day to celebrate all things related to coffee. As you know, here in the UK, historically, we were always tea drinkers. So coffee has been creeping up on us for many years. And now we have coffee shops in every corner. But unlike the Latin world, the Mediterranean and the Arab world, uh, we don't really have many small independent coffee shops. We have big ones like Starbucks. Uh, we have a few other chains around. The problem with those is they want a lot of money to have a coffee. It'll cost you somewhere between five and ten pounds to get a decent coffee. When I was a little boy, we used to have tea rooms, which were the same kind of thing, except it was tea. They're long since gone, although tourists may discover a few of those on the streets of London. They still have a few tea rooms just for tourists. But these days, we're on to coffee. As you would expect in Britain, though, we don't really care about the taste. We just want the buzz. So I know that when I was traveling in Spain, the Mediterranean and the Arab world, coffee is a big thing and everyone has their preferences. It's the same here in Starbucks. The last time I was in Starbucks, someone was asking for a tall, skinny Americano I mean, I was waiting for President Obama to walk out because the person asked for a tall, skinny, black Americano. And I'm thinking, that sounds a bit like President Obama, doesn't it? But uh, anyway, joking aside, uh, yeah, coffee is becoming a big thing. As I've mentioned before, back in the middle of the last century, uh, we had anti-coffee movements. So my grandparents, for example, they were members of the Anti-Coffee Society and they used to march through the streets demanding that coffee be removed because they saw that it was like a drug making people behave erratically. Well, um, now it's just on every street corner for my grandparents, it was strange, though, because whiskey and alcohol was perfectly okay, but coffee wasn't. I don't know how they came to that conclusion, although the generation before them, they were marching through the streets demanding that alcohol be removed. So, yeah, it's strange. You know, one generation demands alcohol gets removed, now, alcohol, of course, is completely normal. The next generation demands coffee gets removed. And now, of course, coffee is completely normal. Although, having said that, we still have a few churches here which don't allow coffee. Um, if you want to join them, you must swear or make a promise that you will never drink coffee. And that's because those churches come from that generation where coffee was still quite controversial. It's a bit weird, though. I mean, those churches are fine with Coca-Cola. They're fine with energy drinks, but they just have this thing about coffee. 
I think it's just a traditional thing. So yeah, you can expect to find some people, not many, who are a little bit opposed to coffee when uh, when you're in the UK. Don't be surprised if you invite someone for a coffee and they tell you, actually, I prefer tea or decaf or water if you have it. Did you know that coffee is one of the most traded goods? In fact, after oil, coffee is the most traded. Isn't that just bizarre? So if you're into investing money, coffee would be a very good investment, I would think. I don't know. I've never tried anything like that. But um, yeah, coffee sounds like it's... Uh, almost certainly um, something to look at. Well, uh, we have loads of idioms about coffee. One of the most popular ones is you look like you could use a coffee. That means either you look like you need to relax, you look a little bit stressed. It could even mean you look a little bit drunk. As you can imagine, that idiom is very popular in America. We don't really have so many idioms about coffee because it was never really our thing historically. Uh, but you look like you could use a coffee is one of them. Another idiom which is quite popular here is wake up and smell the coffee. Although some people say wake up and smell the toast. And that simply means get with the program, you know. Um, look at what's happening, you know, become aware of what's around you, you know, so if someone's not listening at a meeting, and then they ask later, what, you know, what, what's happening? I didn't hear that at the meeting. Someone will say, wake up and smell the coffee. You were at the meeting, you know, it's like you were asleep. So wake up and smell the coffee means become aware, become aware. I think the last time I used that was with someone who is having relationship problems and I was trying to tell them, look, you need to sit down and talk to your partner about what's happening. Just tell him to wake up and smell the coffee for goodness sake, you know, because his behavior is not acceptable. So that's another way you could use it. Um, there's many of them. I suppose another really common one is whether you're a coffee person or a tea person. You know, you might say to someone, would you like a cup of coffee? And the person will say, no, I'm not really a coffee person. I'm more of a tea person. It means I drink tea more. And we use this person thing in other ways as well, not just with coffee and tea. It just means the type of person you are. I'm not a coffee type of person. I'm not a tea type of person. Some people, they might say, oh, I'm not a morning person. And that means that, you know, I'm in a bad mood in the morning for a few hours. Um, for me, I'm not an evening person. Oh, no, no. I know that, again, in the Mediterranean and in the Latin world, as well as the Arab world, they often, you know, eat at 10 p.m. and stay up till 1 a.m. talking. Oh, no, no, I'm not an evening person at all. I'm much more of a morning person. So that's a, a good example. Um, so vocabulary about coffee, well, 
there's loads, and I think they're kind of cross cultural because uh, it's very common terms, which I'm sure you have in your culture as well. The man who gives you the coffee is called Dabarista. Uh, I'm sure you knew that one. Um, about uh, coffee machines, those are those electric machines that can make your coffee. British people don't really care about taste, as you know. We don't really celebrate food. So nobody here really cares about what the coffee tastes like. We care more about the effects. So there's different machines to make the coffee. There's the French filter with a plunger. That's the thing you push down on the top. A plunger, by the way, is also the thing that you use to clear your sink. It looks like a kind of rubber bell and you bang it down on the sink and you pull it up to try to pull up all of the waste that's down there. But in this case, a coffee plunger is you push down the metal bar, which is attached to a ring, and it mixes the coffee in the in the 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 glass. Uh, I guess it's called the glass jar. Um, yeah, and there's all kinds of coffee makers depending on your taste, of course. You know. To describe coffee, you can talk about the acidity. Um, some people, you know, who are coffee aficionados, they love to talk about coffee for hours. <laughs> I'm surprised that anything ever gets done in the Mediterranean because they they can talk for hours about coffee. Um, uh, as well as the usual terms like Americano and aroma, which means smell and these things. Um, you can also talk about the body of coffee. That's the perceived thickness, richness of our brewed coffee. You can also talk about the grind, how well it's been prepared. Um, of course, there's the café au lait. I know that's French, but we say it here as well. Um, which is uh, combining coffee with frothed milk. Honestly, it wasn't until I I got married that suddenly I entered this whole world of coffee. I mean, I had no idea that there's actually places which are preferred based on their coffee. You know, some of the conversations of Spanish people here, it's amazing absolutely amazing. I mean, they can discuss coffee for hours. Where has the best coffee? In fact, I'm becoming a bit like that as well. I drink decaf coffee, decaffeinated. But uh, yeah, I was in a in a, an italki lesson a few days ago. And I said to the person, I was at the hospital last night. And they said, really? Are you okay? I said, yeah, it's just the coffee's better there than the other coffee shops. <laughs> so uh, they were a bit surprised, you know. But um, yeah, I'm getting a bit like that. Now I know the difference between a cortado, a latte, and uh, a dark roast decaffeinated dupio. <laughs> but that comes from hard experience, you know. When you move with people who love coffee... You get to learn everything. Isn't it strange, different nationalities, you know? Um, when I was younger, 
I spent a lot of time with Indian people and that really improved my photography skills because Indians love photography and Latin people love coffee. So they all contribute to our life skills, uh, the cultures that we, we move in. Of course, there's fair trade coffee, which is coffee purchased from farmers at a fair price. Um, because there's a lot of corruption in the coffee industry, the same as everywhere else. Um, yeah, did you know that green coffee is a term used for unroasted coffee beans? Interesting, isn't it? Uh, and I'm sure you all know what a macchiato is. It's an espresso stained or topped off with a small quantity of hot frothed milk and I can actually hear a few of you kind of listening intently uh, with a lot of attention you know attentively I should say uh, waiting for me to say something wrong because yeah coffee is a very sensitive issue huh, for some people well anyway uh, I hope you've enjoyed this that's it for me enjoy your coffee today whatever kind it is uh, if it's a tall, skinny, black Americano, uh, I'd be expecting President Obama to appear from a cupboard. <laughs> and isn't it strange how these descriptions um, uh, bring things up in our minds? Uh, for me, I'm just waiting for the man coming to deliver my supermarket shopping. Of course, there will be coffee uh, in that order. I really don't like getting my supermarket shopping delivered because the balance of power just isn't right. I've said this before, they come, all the food is in crates. I have to be on the floor unpacking it into bags while the man who delivers it does nothing. Doesn't that just sound wrong? But the supermarket's idea is, well, you would be packing your own shopping in the supermarket, so you should be unpacking it at home. And the other excuse, of course, is, oh, oh, because of COVID, we can't touch your shopping. And anyway, it's yours now. You paid for it, so you need to unpack it. But honestly, I'm on my hands and knees running around the floor unpacking these crates while someone is standing above me, it just doesn't, it just doesn't sound right, does it? No, no. Well, they're due at any moment, so I better go and prepare, get the bags out the cupboards, get myself ready to be on the floor to unpack these things because they're always in a hurry. So enjoy your day, whatever you're doing, and I'll catch you all soon. See you. Bye.